I'm Jimmy Murray, and this is the History Fact of the Day. Today's history lesson is on Clementine by NASA. Clementine, officially called the Deep Space Program Science Experiment, or DSPSE, was a joint space project between the Ballistic Missile Defense Organization, previously known as the Strategic Defense Initiative Organization, and NASA, which was launched on January 25th, 1994, so 27 years ago today. Its objective was to test sensors and spacecraft components in long-term exposure to space and to make scientific observations of both the moon and the near-Earth asteroid 1620 Geographos. What a boring name. That's just a side note. Observation of the asteroid was not made due to a malfunction in the spacecraft. The lunar observations included imaging at various wavelengths in the visible as well as in ultraviolet and infrared laser ranging altimetry, gravimetry, and charged particle measurements. These observations were for the purposes of obtaining multispectral imaging of the entire lunar surface, assessing the surface mineralogy of the moon, obtaining altimetry from 60 degrees north to 60 degrees south latitude, and obtaining gravity data for the near side. There were also plans to image and determine the size, shape, rotational characteristics, surface properties, and cratering statistics of Geographos. Clementine was launched from Space Launch Complex 4 West at Vandenberg Air Force Base, California, using a Titan II launch vehicle. The mission had two phases. After two Earth flybys, lunar insertion was achieved approximately one month after launch. Lunar mapping took place over approximately two months in two parts. The first part consisted of a five-hour elliptical polar orbit with a periapsis of about 400 kilometers at 13 degrees south latitude and an apoapsis of 8,300 kilometers. I feel like I'm Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Each orbit consisted of an 80-minute lunar mapping phase near periapsis and 135 minutes of downlink at apoapsis. After one month of mapping, the orbit was rotated to a periapsis of 13 degrees north latitude where it remained for one more month. This allowed global imaging and altimetry coverage from the previously mentioned range, 60 degrees south to 60 degrees north, over a total of 300 orbits. After a moon-to-Earth transfer and two more Earth flybys, the spacecraft was to head for 1620 Geographos, arriving three months later for a flyby with a nominal approach closer than 100 kilometers. Unfortunately, on May 7, 1994, after the first Earth transfer orbit, a malfunction aboard the craft caused one of the attitude control thrusters to fire for 11 minutes, using up its fuel supply and causing Clementine to spin at about 80 rotations per minute. Wow, that sucks. That's really expensive, but it also sounds hilarious to me that it was just spinning in the middle of the space. Um, it's not funny because it was expensive. Under these conditions, the asteroid flyby cannot yield useful results, so the spacecraft was put into a geocentric orbit, passing through the Van Allen radiation belts to test the various components on board. At least they made the most of their remaining mission. The mission ended in June 1994 when the power level on board dropped to a point where the telemetry from the spacecraft was no longer intelligible. However, because the spacecraft was fortuitously in the correct attitude to power up again, ground controllers were able to briefly regain contact between February 20th and May 10th, 1995. On March 5th, 1998, NASA announced that data attained from the Clementine indicated that there is enough water in polar craters of the moon to support a human colony and a rocket fueling station. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And for those of you in Kansas City, enjoy the Super Bowl.
I'm Jimmy Murray. Thanks for listening to History Facts on the Kid Friendly Network. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Executive producer, Chris Kremitzos.